And welcome into the Producer Podcast. My name is Kevin Kissner, and I got Ty Fuji sitting right to the left of me. What's up? Dude, I don't, what's up? The stupid rain. That's what's up. So a bunch of clouds is what's up. Dude, yeah. it's, it's bad, man. I, yeah, mean, the- I'm, it's, I mean, it's Thursday afternoon. We're recording this at 2.26 p.m. It's, I've just finished Stoke and Zach, and the entire, the entire show, it has rained. Yeah, it's, it's been rainy all day, literally. It, and it's going to keep going all the way through tomorrow, through the weekend, and yeah. probably as of next Thursday, it's going to stop raining. Yeah, the, the weather app, <laughs> it, it, the only day that doesn't show rain so far is, is, is Saturday, but it's still going to be cloudy. <sighs> I, I, I hate it. I hate it. I like the rain, but I hate the rain. I don't want to drive in the rain. It's better than snow. I'd rather just crack the window, lay in bed, watch a movie or TV or something. Yeah, wrap up at home. Yeah, just get, wrap get, up at just, home. Just, crack just, the window, get a lot, nice little breeze in. Yeah, get get a nice book. Read, read some freezing cold takes. I ain't, I ain't read no book. You know that. I don't read books. I've gotten into reading lately. Have you? It's nice, yeah. yeah I got uh, the freezing cold takes book uh, recently. It's, it's real nice. It's real okay. fun. Okay, okay. But hey, it's better than snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is better than snow. I hate driving in it, but uh, there's some big stuff going on today, and it was kind of on yeah. your on your mind. You kind of had this idea that I didn't, this angle I didn't even think about real quick. But the NFL schedule re- release is coming out here in a few hours here, but I don't, we're not going to break down the schedule because that's going to be irrelevant yeah, three hours from now. Yeah, but that's, I wanted to say useless. you had an idea, an angle of that it's crazy how the NFL has made this into a the schedule release into this giant event. Yeah. Like, I mean, the NFL is just the king of marketing. And the NFL release day is just, it's the latest part of it. Like, they've turned a glorified workout into this big multi-day media coverage event in the Combine. They've turned the entry draft into this big extravaganza and now of all things just knowing when the games are played they're turning that into an event which honestly i think that makes a whole lot of sense because now they can get a lot of revenue they can really get that early push for for tickets you know it's it's actually kind of genius on a marketing standpoint it's a genius i mean but this shows how big the nfl is yeah the nfl is the monster sports league that knocks out everybody. I mean, they're going to put three games on Christmas this year, it sounds like. Yeah. The NBA's having, not going to be happy. Yeah, we're, we're having our first Black Friday game ever. Why did it take us long this long to think of that? Yeah. You I, know? I, 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 no idea. You're going to have, what, three games on Thanksgiving? Yeah, three games on Thanksgiving and then the day after when everyone wants to do their why shopping. Not, why not put a game on Saturday? Yeah, just the whole well, weekend Thursday, through. Thursday through Monday. Yeah, because there's not any college football that, that day either, right? I do. Uh, I don't. I don't mm. know. I don't. I don't. Don't, don't know. I don't mark. Uh, don't mark my words on that one. I don't know by that. But you know, it, it does show how big of an event this has turned into. I mean, yeah, and, and all the teams are embracing it too. It's it's like the Super Bowl for all the individual teams, uh, social media teams. Yeah, you know, the social media accounts have been phenomenal. I, yeah, like the last year the. The Chargers had the cartoon thing, and they're taking yeah. shots at the Broncos. And, and the Raiders and the Chiefs. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, the Broncos are bringing in Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. For this one or just they, in they, general? Uh, just in general, but they're bringing yeah. back Peyton for this one, too. Yeah, the, Peyton Manning, I'll, I'll put it this way. Peyton Manning doing the, the schedule releases for the Broncos over the last three seasons now. Yeah. 
has got to piss off a lot of Colts fans. Oh, absolutely. Because they're like, well, what the heck, man? And it, look, he's a he's a character. He's funny. It's uh, he's it's just, hilarious. The videos are great. Yeah, he's just got this natural charisma, I think, this natural sense of humor. Uh, I mean, it's just this really easy way about him. We're we're going on three and a half, three and a half hours until the the schedule comes out. The Broncos are going to release a video. I think it's going to be three Paytons. I think it's going to be Peyton Manning, George Peyton, and Sean Peyton involved in this video. I Ooh, just you think it, so? It's they keep I, I, putting I think, this I number. I think it's going to be Peyton and Peyton, just Sean Peyton and Peyton Manning. They keep they have saying this part three. You know, is this the last time Peyton Manning does it? Type stuff. Mm, I, mean, I don't know. I that's just what I'm guessing. Yeah, my, but they my, keep putting out the trilogy. Yeah. You know, I'm mad that they haven't put out like because they've done like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like a Star Wars type thing. They've done. The Godfather, and the, now they just did uh, today. They put uh, Back to the Future. I'm like trilogy. The first thing that comes to my mind when I hear trilogy is the Batman Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, put that. Put Peyton in a Batman suit. Star Wars trilogy. Any which one of them. Yeah, pick one. Come, come on. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy how the schedule thing has come out. But yeah, yeah I'm excited. I, I'm ready to go. I, I mean, other than that, I'm gonna yeah, look I, at my phone. Briefly see the schedule. I'm going to watch the Country Music Awards tonight. And <laughs> yeah, I, I see you're dressed out in your, in your boots. I got I got the boots on, and it, I, I kind of regret it with the rain. But yeah, hey, just, just put on some sad songs, man. Put on it some works. sad songs. That's I actually did one yesterday for uh, Stoke and Zach. But another thing I wanted to mention, Ty, is today the NBA All Team voting came out. Right. And it. Yeah. I know a lot of people – here's my thing. In town, a lot of people are like, well, just forget about the voting. Like, the voting stuff don't matter. And I get you know, I get that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, no one, no one's going to look back last uh, – this year and say, well, Jokic wasn't first team all pro. I might be the only one. It bugs me because he didn't get voted first team all pro. Right. And to me, that drove me nuts. It really drove me nuts because it ties into the MVP voting. That these media people who voted got everything wrong again. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. you. I mean, and it's also, just, it's also just a matter of the guidelines of voting. Like, this is, I think this is the last year they're going to do positional voting, right? Next year is just going to be positionless. And I think it'll be, it'll be better, but it's still, it's still. Ridiculous that Jokic isn't recognized as one of the five best players in in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell had more first team votes than Nikola Jokic. What? Think about that. It, to me, it's stupid, and I get you could, it's the positional crap. I I get that, but my thing is, I just want to sit down and talk to some of these voters and just say, what in the heck went through your mind that you did not want to vote? Nikola Jokic over Joel Embiid. I can't find. Give me one stat that backs that argument up, and I'm not gonna. And the only stat that are gonna come up with is points per game. Okay, big whoop. Jokic can affect the game in more ways. Yeah, how he, many? Ter- you he, know how many guys led the league in points per game and not won MVP? It's happened a lot in recent years. Yeah, I mean Kobe Bryant led the league in re- in points per game a lot. Didn't win that many MVPs, you know. So to me, I think the MVP voting and I had heard um, Charles Barkley went on the morning show and said that he would have voted for Embiid. He didn't have a vote. But Ernie, who's with him on TNT every night, said he voted Embiid because it was Embiid's time. It was his turn. 
Well, I, I hate that. It's his turn. Okay, so then whose turn is it next year? And the yeah. year after that? I mean, because yeah. Jokic had the best season out of anybody. He had the best player efficiency rating out of anybody. The Nuggets were 5-8 and eight when he wasn't playing. The Sixers were 11-5 and five when Embiid didn't play. So tell me, again, who's more valuable? You can make the argument that Giannis could have won it over Embiid, not more than Jokic. But to me, it's just it's embarrassing because we have come to a society now where we're just going to let people, hey, it's your turn. You want to, you want to, hey, now you get to, now you get to. What? Who's next? You know, Luka, he's going to win two after Embiid wins two, and then it's going to be yeah. Jason Tatum for two, and then it's going to be the next big thing in the world. Come, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I just think it's a matter of culture in the NBA right now. I think it's just a matter of storylines pushing whatever they want, whatever agenda they want. And I, I'm, I don't mean agenda like, like as in, a, in like, oh, the NBA is rigged or anything at all. I think it's just the NBA is so beholden to the storylines and, and the superstars. And and that's what they've always been, right? Ever since the days of David Stern. And that's what's kind of holding them back, like, all, all the time. Like, with all the star calls with that we see with the officiating in the in the playoffs so far, it, it's it's always been like that. And it's it's always been based on, okay, what that's a good story. What's the good uh, what what's the good headline? What's who's the new hotness right it's now? Bad. Not 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 based on pure merit. It's 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 bad. It's we live in a world where it's nothing but headlines. Headlines makes the news. Yeah. You don't you don't have to click on an article anymore, Ty. You just see a headline, you're like, oh well that's it. Yeah. Instead I mean, of reading the uh, you know, and that's where clickbait comes from. Yeah, pretty that's much. That's clickbait. Yeah, I mean uh, I mean, every single time, because I've recently just reduced my Twitter experience just to my, my notifications, I make it a point every time I get, a, get an article, I make sure to read it. Yeah, it, it's because you don't want false information. You don't want any of that. Uh, real quick, I know we, it's only a few hours away, but Nuggets, Suns, Nuggets closed out tonight since we're on the NBA topic? I think so, yeah. They closed I, it I, out, I, Aiton's out. Yeah, Aiton's out, Paul's out. They, they might have a bug, but an, an IV it will help them. An Ivy will get them right as rain, I think. Because the only player that can really contest Jokic in the paint now is Landale. And if they, if they call it, if they call it right, Landale will probably foul out because he hacks yeah. a hell of a lot. <laughs> you, ain't, yeah. you ain't wrong on that. So I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of mismatches inside, and I think that's going to be very much to the Nuggets' benefit because that's, that's kind of been what the Suns have been trying to do with the Nuggets. They've been trying to keep them outside, outside of the paint, may, force them to shoot. But now they can really cut a lot more and play – you know that beautiful Nuggets basketball. I'm with you. I think they, I think the Nuggets pull this one off tonight. I kind of threw a little sum together that four guys hit 30 points tonight. I think it's just gonna be. I think it's gonna oh, be seriously. I just just oh, for like, fun across the entire game. Just for fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's. I thought you were saying on the Nuggets. No. 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 Sorry. No, that, no. that was my first I mean, thought. I, I, I mean, I love Durant that. and Booker. You know, I think they get to 30. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I just toss something together. They they have to. They they kind of have to. It, the the onus is entirely on them now. Now that the Suns' big four is half gone, I just got a notification. This <laughs> this stuff drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, Tom Pelissero, the Seahawks have signed first round pick Jackson Smith and Jigba and yes. yeah JSN. Yes. Um. Okay. Not taking a shot at Pelissero here. But I hate when the reporters and insiders start reporting that, hey, so-and-so, this draft pick is signed. Did we think he the draft pick was not going to sign with the team? 
Yeah. I think it's bigger news if you report that, that so-and-so doesn't sign with the team. Yeah, like, if, if someone pulls an Elway, that's bigger news. It, but it, otherwise, the, the draft pick signing with the team is every just a year, matter of course. Every year, it's given. It'll be, it'll, it turns into so-and-so is the last first-round. He's the remain, only player remaining in the first round that has not signed his deal. Okay, one, what takes so freaking long here? To negotiate these rookie deals. Yeah, we have a CBA. We have templates. It's it's pretty basic. Two, why do we got a report that so-and-so signed? We, we Ty, don't. Ty, how many Bronco draft picks signed? I don't know. Exactly. No one knows because yeah. no one cares. It's not breaking news. It, it's a matter of – Maybe it's, it's – it's, it's a given. Maybe it's just one of those things that just bugs me. No, like like, like C.J. Stroud has signed his deal with the Carolina Panthers for Ooh, four years nice. of this much money, this much gar- money guaranteed. And he has a fifth-year option. And there's a fifth-year option, Ty. Ooh. <laughs> Pop the champagne. I, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that, that, that's what Stroud's doing. Like, come on, man. That, that, that's, come on. that's just what I see whenever I hear, see one of those notifications. It's all this money, all this all this gravy, and the player's just popping champagne right now. So bad, so bad. I did want to get to something, kind of our bigger topic today, as we've kind of been a little scattered around. I want to talk about the Broncos' position of needs still. And I feel like right. it hasn't been talked enough on the station yet of just kind of of what the Broncos still need. I mean, I think going into the off season, and, and we haven't really broken down the draft here on the producer podcast, but... You know, those are kind of for our guys and Cecil and Mace to really break down for us yeah. on the station. But, you know, I think the biggest needs in the offseason were kind of at linebacker, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, maybe some depth on the defensive line, some yeah. depth on the offensive line. Yeah, running, running back. Uh, uh, some maybe, depth maybe, at running back. Yeah, uh, some depth at corner. I wanted another starting corner opposite of yeah. Sertan right now. I don't know if Mathis is ready for that jump in year two. Yeah. I like what I've seen. I'm a little nervous about him being the starter right right now. Yeah. Um, when he could go out and get a vet guy for real cheap. That's just what I thought that they would do. And they could still yeah, do it. Absolutely. There's plenty of guys out there. But one of the biggest needs I thought was pass rusher. Yeah, and, and that that's like on the edge. Yeah, that's a big that's a big one because all you have is really is Nick Benito and uh Randy Gregory when you have him, yeah, right? Here's who you have. You have Randy Gregory, um Jonathan Cooper, oh, yeah. Nick Benito and Baron Browning. Those are your top oh, yeah. 4. I forgot about the bu- those Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about them. See? Yeah. That's a bad thing when those two could could technically be your day one starters. Yeah. You know, because you don't know how long Gregory's going to be healthy, and he might not be healthy. He might not make it through training camp. We don't know. Yeah, but and, I, and Benito might not be ready. But I was looking at Mike Clay of ESPN, and he ranked every edge-rushing unit in the NFL. So I was like, oh, this lines up perfect to what our thought process is. You know, because they you know, they need help at, at, the, at the line of – at the line of scrimmage on the edge, where do you think the Broncos ranked or where he ranked the Broncos in this category? I mean, it, it's got to be just below the middle. Give me a number. Uh, let's say the best pass. 22. Best pass rushing units right now. 22. 
22. You're off. You're way too high. Oh, okay. Uh, 30? 28. Okay. 28. And he mentions the four. Uh, actually, I think this article came out yesterday. Um, but the, he names uh, four or five pass rushers. But one of the guys he mentions is Jacob Martin. Is Jake Martin. The Broncos just released Jake Martin. Yeah. You have a crazy look on your face. Do you know who Jake Martin is? I thought it was a long snapper. No. And th- this is definitely not a shot against you. So I don't want it to sound like I'm, no, I'm coming after you here. No, it, it's, it's I, I don't think I've ever heard, heard this that. This is a guy. Before. I didn't know he existed. This is a guy who last year the Broncos traded for Martin before the deadline. Seriously? They traded a fifth round a fifth round pick. No. Denver acquired Martin in a twenty twenty four fifth round pick in a trade with the New York Jets for a twenty twenty four fourth round pick. Oh yeah. Okay. That player is I no longer with the Broncos. So technically what you just did just gave up a fourth for a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> Not good, George. Yeah. Mr. Payton, that ain't good. But my the biggest thing that I'm looking at is you don't have you don't have no depth here. The Broncos are lacking depth. Your top two pass rushers last year. I mean, well the, your top two sack leaders last year. I'm gonna go with that. Bradley Chubb and Draymond Jones. They are no longer here. Yeah. Chubb was traded after the week eight game. Against Miami and London. He was basically traded for, for Sean Jacksonville. Payton. He was pretty much traded. Yeah, technically, yeah. Which is, a, I, I, I would take that trade in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Draymond Jones, he's gone. He missed four the last four games of the season with an injury. Yeah. Those two combined, combined for 12 sacks last year. You had 36 total. That means you technically have 24 sacks. On your roster right now, from a year ago, that's it. Mm. I mean, Ty, yeah. you you look at the guys. No one had more than, I think, five and a half. And I think that was it was either Baron Browning or or Jonathan Cooper, um, Gregory Browning, Benito, and Cooper. Those four guys last year combined for ten and a half sacks. Four guys, ten and a half sacks. That's terrible. That's terrible. And even then, you have two guys who have injury issues in Browning and and uh, and uh, Gregory, and then you have two unproven guys in Benito and and uh, Jonathan Cooper. Like you, like those two guys on the edges. That's that's not tenable. And and the guys on the line, like Zach Allen, that, they're going to suffer. It's not good. And and I, I th- this is when when you think of the Broncos, you think of their positions. I mean, when you think of the Broncos, you kind of think. You know, Potential Hall of Fame quarterback or some kind of quarterback is the topic. Right. And then you look at the Denver defense, and you're like, oh, pass rushers. Broncos don't have pass rushers right now. You're thinking Vaughn Miller. You're thinking DeMarcus Ware. Now you're thinking Bradley Chubb at some point. But then it, before that, I mean, you go back earlier in years, you're thinking Alfred Williams, Carl Mecklenburg, Neil Smith. You know, you, 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 Those are guys you're thinking of. Broncos have always, yes. Simon Fletcher, they've always had great linebacking pass rushers or defensive ends, whatever scheme you want to be in. Yeah. 
They don't have that this year. And to me, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, it's worrisome because you put all your cards into into the secondary. You have Sertan, you have Damari Mathis, you've invested in uh, in Riley Moss. That's a white corner. Um, yeah. You have Simmons and uh, and just who knows that strong safety. You know, it, it could be Kareem Jackson again. It could be it could be Caden Stearns. Well, I, I, but t- they're but they're gonna have a hell of a time covering for five seconds. I'll tell you what, they 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 drafted the kid out of Arkansas, um, Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders, Cecil's favorite pick. He was, uh, he was dude. I, I love that, the pick. That I, night. I've been but dying for a middle linebacker since we let Danny Trevathan go. Yeah, and I was like, you got to find another guy to help with Brandon Marshall at that time, and then Brandon Marshall was gone, and then it was like, you got nobody, and Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell played really well last year. I wouldn't have waited this long on Josie Jewell. I know Vic Fangio loved him for the longest time. I don't get it. Alex Singleton, tackling machine. Where were those tackles? Were they eight yards down the field or two yards yeah. you know, down the field? You know, So to me, that's one of those, like, you really got to break down that film. Bringing him back, I'm fine with that. He could be a depth piece, but they still, in my teamer. opinion, need to, needed to go out and find – Another elite middle linebacker. Guys were available. Why didn't you go trade for Roquan Smith? Why didn't you go get Bobby Wagner when you had the chance? Why? You know, to me, those are, you know, um, who is it? Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray. One of them was out there this year. Why can't you go get one? That To me, that's my thing. Drafting Drew Sanders, to me, is a, I love the pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good pick for need, and it's just a really good pick. It just... For draft Nick wise, for people who don't realize, he was a he was at Alabama for two years. Mm-hmm. Didn't get much playing time, but he played a tiny bit. But he transferred to Arkansas and had nine and a half sacks, nine and a half in the middle in a college season as a middle linebacker. And this is a guy who in the SEC, yeah, in in the SEC, going up against big boy offensive line, yeah, you know. And this is a guy who. Is a versatile guy. He can he can cover. You know, he's got had a bunch of pass deflections and stuff like that. But he can also rush the quarterback as an edge guy. So I don't know. I don't want. I'm not saying he's Micah Parsons, but if you were to do a concept of a player, it's Micah Parsons. Yeah, that's a great thing for the Broncos. Yeah, it, it's it'll it'll give Vince Joseph a lot to work with. It'll give him a lot to help. A remember, lot of help. Remember Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, coming out what, of Clemson, what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be a safety, middle linebacker, edge rusher. He, he this he, guy he was could supposed do to be everything. Micah. He was supposed to be Micah Parsons before Parsons yes. actually broke onto the scene. A, a Micah Parsons that could play safety too. Yeah, that that's kind of who he was. Didn't turn out to be that way yet. Well, hopefully he breaks out at some point. I was a big fan of him. Yeah, but in you, your you opinion, these young guys to fail. Yeah, in, in your opinion, what is what's another position of need that the Broncos have to have before? They start training camp. Honestly, I think it's a skill position stuff because we don't, we still don't know what's going on with the tight ends. We still don't know what's going on with the with the running backs and the the receivers. We still don't know what's going on with them. Even though we have veteran guys, they've been banged up. We have Cortland Sutton, who's who's not been the same since ACL surgery. We have Tim Patrick, who had an ACL injury all last year, and he might might not be the same. Judy, he doesn't really give a lot of effort unless he's the one, unless he's given a lot of focus. And now we have Marvin Mims, who's who's promising. I like when he when he can be, but my, my thing is, is, is he going to be 
Sean Payton's guy? Is he going to be? Is he the new guard? Are you saying they need to add more receivers? I I I think I think it's more clarity. I think it's more they need to know what they have, what they have there. For me, I think they might they need a running back to really back up uh, Samaj P. Ryan. Let's we'll get let's get some running back in a second because I think we have two conversations here going. So you did. Let me ask you this because you brought up Mims. Did you like the Mims pick? Honestly, the more that I think about it, yeah, I, I kind of really? like it. Really? Yeah, I, I I really did because the Broncos receivers uh, Sutton and Patrick they've been they've been letdowns ever since they get, they got those big contracts. Yeah, and even then, I think it might just be a just a generally good thing to add that profile of player to the wide receiver room because we have two big outside guys in, in Sutton and Patrick. Judy's more of a inside slot route run guy. You need speed. And Mims brings that. He has quickness. He has that has lateral swiftness. He's 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 a he's immediately the the fastest guy on the team. I'm glad you brought this up because I I haven't had a conversation with anyone about this like a a a, a good breakdown conversation, and I do want to have it with you because you're you're a smart guy. Unlike a lot of people. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like the Mims pick at all. No, I don't care if he runs a four a four one forty. To me, I don't like the pick because of everything built surrounding it. We all know I don't like moving up for receivers. I don't like overpaying for receivers. Right, you're, you're the guy who who believes that teams don't need elite receivers you to d- win the, exactly. the championship. You don't need them. Okay, they're the least dependent position on the field. Okay, if you don't believe me, go read my articles that are posted. Just type in Kevin Kistner, wide receiver, elite wide receivers, and a bunch of crap will probably pop up on the internet. <laughs> my thing was, let's back it up. The Broncos all off season were connect, or even dating back to last year, right before the trade deadline. Those their teams are calling for their receivers. The Broncos are trying to trade one of their receivers, whether it was Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Pick one of the three. Teams were calling. They were listening. Okay, if you're to me, if you're an NFL team and you're listening, you're not that high on that player. You know, you're real. You're like, well, okay. It's kind of like you're if you're date if you're dating a girl. Yeah, I'm dating her, but hey, if this other hot chick comes up, like I might, I might listen. I might respond to a text. That's kind of like what the Broncos were doing. They were flirting around with other receivers or other teams yeah. this year on if they can move on from what they've had. They're looking for an upgrade. But realistically, your receivers are fine. Tim Patrick, you, you had bad quarterback play because of bad coaching. The bad coaching led to quarterback play, which led to bad receivers. I think the receivers are just fine. And I did not think... When you have five draft picks, I know I'm going long here. You had five draft picks, and you have so many positions of needs, and you're in the third round. What goes through your freaking mind, George Payton and Sean Payton, that you're going to move up to where now you only have four picks to go get a wide receiver when you have 15 of them on your freaking roster? Where are you at, Ty? Where I'm at is, yeah, I mean, but to your point about uh, the the 
Sorry, got, got basketball on, on my mind. I saw Drew move past mine his Chris Paul jersey. <laughs> um, but yeah, to your point, the the Broncos was they they were fooling around. They they clearly don't believe in uh, Sutton or Patrick as much or Judy as much as uh, a lot of other people do. So I, I think they're I think they're of the same mind as me. I think they just kind of want to reset. They kind of want a fresh start in that room. They they want to get it's some then, fresh blood. They want they want. They want some guys to fit in with the new culture of Sean Payton. Then, they, then just trade one of them. Here's my thing. But, but, I, you, think, but you, I think that's also the Broncos' fault because the yeah. Broncos they tend to really, really overrate their talent. Because were, were you hearing the stuff they were looking for 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 Judy for, well, yeah. for Sutton? They were looking which for I, first round picks. I, I get that. Which, but, that and you, no, and I, no team is taking that. I get that. So you know, it, set it, the price it, it tag high. Yeah, set the price tag high. See if any team's dumb enough to do it, and then move your price tag down. Yeah. You know, it's it's basic. But the fact that you were, hey, all these teams are calling. They were calling. Plenty of teams were calling for these receivers. There's a reason why these teams were calling for these receivers. DMAC brings it up all the time. If you get traded, that's a compliment. That means another team values more you more than the team you're on right now. I think that's a good thing. That means other teams look at the Broncos receivers and say, wow, they actually have something there. What are they doing over there? Why did Russell Wilson want to come to Denver? Because of the receivers. Okay? You have Tim Patrick coming back. You have Jerry Judy, who looked promising at the very end when you had a legit offensive coordinator working out with them or, like, making them work. You know, you got Corlin Sutton, who... I would have traded, but you gave these guys such big freaking contracts. You have them all on your roster, and then you in last year's draft, you draft. I mean, you got guys. You got Jalen Virgil. You know, you got Brandon Johnson. You got guys, uh, little Jordan Taylor that you signed from the Saints. You got Callaway that you signed for, or uh, Taylor's from the Houston Texans. But you got Callaway from the Saints, who I think is actually going to make a big impact on this. In this receiving yeah, room. He's, he's a Sean Payton guy. He and then you go system. out and you draft another freaking guy just because he's fast. What, for what? You know, if you're going to sit here and tell me he's Tyreek Hill, okay. No, I'm if a, you I'm a, I'm knew gonna, you were going to get out. one of these guys, if you knew you were going to get Mims, why didn't you trade one of your receivers to get some picks? That's just my thing. Because right now, where is he going to play? He's not playing over Judy. He's not playing over Sutton. He's not playing over Patrick. He he could play over Hamler, but Hamler's never on the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I, 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 I just is, lost. Ty. My thing is he can he could be a special teamer, but I think well, if, so he'll, he, I think he'll start eventually. Okay. I think, he, I think he's he's just a, a line being cast into the future. But I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate with you. Are the where are the Broncos at? Are the Broncos in a win now window right now, or do they? I'm not saying Super Bowl window. They need to win now because if they don't, their $250 million investment that they put money on is probably going to be gone. So you got to win. You don't need weapons to make your quarterback look good. You need to win games for your quarterback to look good. Yeah. You know, you're win- if you win games, no one's going to bat an eye about Russell Wilson's contract. I don't care if he throws 20 touchdowns and they go – 16 and 1 this year. I don't care. But th- that means the team was really good. You move up in the second round for somebody, 
that player better be starting or pretty damn close of starting. I just think it's a bad move. I, and I don't hate the guy. I don't hate the player. I just think conceptually, concept, I don't know if that's even Con- a word. Conceptually? That. Yeah. I think it's just a bad move for the Broncos. Mm. To, to move I mean, I, for I, a I, I do like but I do like his player fit. I like how he fits with Russell Wilson because they don't really have that. Uh, yeah, Montreal, deep, Washington. They don't, they don't have that. Uh, Mont- Montreal. <laughs> I don't think he can play. He can play. I don't. I don't think he's. I think he's. A, Let me a say mess. this. Let me say this. I'll give the floor back to you. Montreal, Washington was the best player in training camp last year. You think so? I know so because every day, every person in the media was talking about Montreal, Washington. He was. They were talking about him because he was a receiver. He was dynamic as a receiver. What did he not do this year for the Broncos, Ty? He didn't play receiver. He was a returner. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm not blaming the guy for being a bad returner. Like that, Put him at receiver. Put anyone out else out there. Don't even put a guy back at this rate. You're going you're gonna to use training lamp as an, as a, as an example? Yeah. Yeah. Nate Hackett's training lamp? Yeah, because when when Montreux was on the field, he made plays. Cortland Sutton, his first rookie training camp, or his first training camp as a rookie, was making plays. I've We've seen guys in training camp shine. That's where Julius Thomas shined. People didn't realize it. And sure enough, he went on to have 24 touchdowns in two years. So, guys, when they break out, they break out in training camp. Montrell broke out in training camp. And anyone that says he didn't, they're lying to you. They didn't watch practice, or they don't know what they're watching at practice. That's where I'm at with Montrell. Back to you on, on the receiver front. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think thing is, I do like his, his fit next to Russell Wilson. I, I think he's a good uh, Tyler Lockett type. Next to Russell Wilson, I think he's a good guy that can scheme and move everywhere. I think he's a chess piece that Sean Payton likes so much. Uh, but to, uh, to the point that you were making um, earlier about another team wanting him being a being a sign of positivity, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm a I'm a I have a very Bill Chicken darks Darth hoodie kind of mind about that. Um, if, if your original team doesn't want you anymore, that's a bad thing. That's straight okay. up. You you have not performed. You have not done your job well enough to warrant returning that's not a good thing and i think that's that's uh, a matter of like what wh- why does the team like what does the job fire you 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 haven't been doing your job right or or you don't fit into the company's vision anymore yeah that's yeah that's also I, perfectly viable so i guess it's like a glass half full half empty type yeah way to look at it i think that's a good comparison yeah i i i, <laughs> I mean i mean cue the cue the imperial, imperial march you failed me for the last time i i force choke you right get out there you go Real quick, we got a couple minutes here. You, you you mentioned the running back position. Broncos still need to add some depth at the running back position. You're right. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, cause they they need to give Pirine a a little bit of help, a little a little bit of a spell every now and then, because Pookie is not going to be ready week one. Yeah, he, he's not going to be. I doubt he's going to be ready within the first quarter of the year. Wait for Javante Williams. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Give me your perfect running back room. You got three running backs. I'm not saying pick three running backs. Give me three styles of play of running backs you want to build a perfect room. A perfect room. I think. Hmm. Uh. So, 
a pure north south runner, like a a good power runner. Power good, runner. Good good for the good for the end zone. Uh, a good all-purpose back who can receive and run and slash, and then just a small, <coughs> excuse me, a, a small quick change of pace back who can just a speed guy. Yeah, a speed guy who can work in the screen game. So that's I'm, I'm with you on that. I think you, you you need to have a power back and you have a receiving back and a, and a speed back and maybe that speed back is that receiving back as well. You know, yeah. I love Javante Williams. We just don't know when he's coming back, and then and, he's coming off a torn knee. Yeah, we don't know how he's going to come back. Yeah, so I think the Broncos would go out and get P uh, P Ryan. Uh, that's fine. I like that. They went out and got Tony Jones. Okay, I like that, but it's not. Like, what has he done that's going to excite you as a Broncos fan? I thought the Broncos should still go out and get a receiving back. And there were guys out there in free agency that didn't do it. Um, guys you were able to trade for, they didn't do it. There were guys in the draft. There was a kid from Kansas State Cecil talks about. I think there was a kid from Tulane Cecil talked about with uh, me and Stokely one day on air. Oh, uh, was, he talk- was he talking about Deuce Vaughn? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like the kid, too. Short Kings Unite. My thing was is. Those guys, I as a as a football fan, if I was building the team, I'd want one of those type of players. Yeah, a McCaffrey, a Kamara, an Eckler. I want one of those kind of backs because it opens up the passing game, and the yes. running game so much. Sean Payton has had receiving backs all these years: Thomas Jones, uh, Alvin Kamara, Darren Reggie Sproles. Bush, Darren Sproles. He's had plenty of them. They were averaging like 80 catches a year. 80 from yeah. a running back. That's unheard of. Yeah, and I he mean, hasn't addressed it yet. I'm shocked. Yeah. Actually, what's, what's the depth chart? On, it, it's, on depth it's, chart it's, right it's not good. It's it's just P. Ryan, um, Tony Jones, or whatever his name freaking is. I, I, I'm losing it off the top of my head. But those are guys that not – that you're not really excited about, you know, if it's P Ryan and, yeah, and Tony Javon, Jones and Demari Crockett. Yeah. See, they're, they're, those aren't guys that are going to help your football team. They're, those yeah. are special teams. Guys that are just filling in. They're going to be practice squad guys. I think you truly need to go out and find another pass catching running back at, yeah. at some speed of this offense. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. Gotta get creative. Yeah. Like, like a flyer on Deuce Vaughn at the, at the end of the, in the draft, that that would have been really, really nice, really fun. And he's, and and besides, Sean Payton's worked with a player like Deuce Vaughn before. He's he's had Darren Sproles. Yeah, yeah. You he's had guys, and he's able to open up an offense. Right now, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're gonna have to get creative with the spread offense with just the passing game. But Ty, it's forty minutes. Oh wow, that flew we, by. We went way too long. I feel like maybe yeah. not enough. Yeah, <laughs> we try to keep them to thirty, but we go long all the time. Yeah, it's been a good one. Uh, get home safe. Absolutely. You might need to take Noah's Ark home. I might yeah. need to jump on it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Like some of the roads are actually kind of fl- kind of flooding. Lovely. Yeah, they're not draining very well, especially around uh, Greenwood. Of course. And uh, yeah, it's been a fun one. We we hit a lot of topics here, and uh, we'll see what comes up next. There's a new episode coming out Tuesday. Yeah, right here on DenverSports.com. That is Ty Fuji. I'm Kevin Kistner. It's been the producer podcast. I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch the ACM awards. I need Cole Swindell. She had me at Heads Carolina to win song of the year. 
<laughs> There's lots of reasons on did, it. Did, did you put money on it? You can't bet on or gamble on the awards, but I have other okay, that's other good. reasonings. That's I, good. We, I need that song we, to win. Other other reasons. Other reasonings. We'll tell you in a different time. <laughs> okay. We'll tell you a different time. This has been the producer podcast on Denver Sports uh, Station, DenverSports.com.